What's happening, people? And welcome back to Part Lane Podcast. Two wins from two this week from Spurs. What more can we ask for? Well, we can ask for the three of us back, finally, do a show together. As last week, they both decided to do one. Um, my name is Luke David. Welcome back to the show. Um, before we get into it, do not forget to hit the like button. Do not forget to subscribe to the channel. And make sure you comment as well. Put your comments in. Put everything in so we can uh, get chatting with you and answer all your questions. Uh, I'll introduce everyone to start with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we like talking <laughs> shit. Get in there. Talk more shit. That'd be good. Uh, Dave, how you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I had a week off last week. Um, well, I say a week off. I was working, but there we go. Um, mate, you're yeah. looking fresh. Yeah. You're looking handsome. I know. I've actually had a haircut and shaved my beard. It's mad, isn't it? Mad. I look at 10 years younger. Uh, but no, yeah. things are good, mate. Um, obviously a decent week of football, so yeah, I'm happy today. Not like I was after North London Derby, but I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, let's forget about that. That's gone. Exactly. And Winnie, how you doing, mate? You're looking I'm, slightly I'm fresh, feeling... not as fresh as Dave, to be honest. I know my hair's my hair's all over the place, but you know what? This is a uh, this is what it is. It's um yeah, I'm feeling good, mate. To be honest, you know, on the back of a cu- couple of wins, and you know, it's, it, we'll get onto the performances, but Spurs aside and all that, you know, I'm feeling quite good, mate. So. Mate, I pulled it out of the wardrobe this morning. <laughs> That's what that I was going to say, Dave. Took the words out of my mouth. Like, he wasn't looking that fresh, but I tell you what, he's killing it with the uh, half and half. <laughs> yeah. I've made up for it with this, have I? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Right, as you said, Winnie, um, <clears throat> you know, good week of football for Spurs. Um, let's start off with Brighton. Uh, for those of you that watched last week's show, I successfully... I uh, predicted a 1-0 Spurs win, uh, so you can thank me all later. Uh, what were your kind of thoughts on the game? Because obviously we switched to uh, 5-3-2 uh, or 3-5-2, however you assholes want to call it. Um, same, same. Yeah, what what were your thoughts on the display? Because I thought like we started well. We started kind of fast. We pressed the ball. It was a nice kind of change to Spurs for the first 10 minutes. Yeah, it was... It was almost as if, you know, that, that change in formation is what we needed, you know. Who would have thought it? We've been crying out for it for so long and it just, you know, unfortunately Conte is stuck in his ways. And that, that's up to him. He doesn't want to change his formation unless he needs to. He, I think he tried to he tried to say he was forced into it by um, a couple of injuries up top, you know. I think Richarlison was carrying a knock and stuff like that. But um, I think he just didn't want to admit that the change in formation was what we needed. And like you said, we started well. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough place to go. I think it was March the last time that, that they lost at home, which I think was ironically was us. So um, it's, it's, it's a difficult place to go. And no matter what, how, you know, how you analyse it, it's, it's, it's a really, really good win. But like you say, we started quick and, and I think the change in formation was, was huge. Yeah, definitely. And Dave, kind of, you know, we talked about it um, on this show, actually, when you weren't on, um, about... You know, whether we do it, and Marlon that was on said that he thought Ben Davis was going to play, and he thought Matt, Matt Doherty was going to play, and uh, he got, you know, a lot of it spot on, apart from the actual formation. Um, but I know that Winnie's been crying out for that <laughs> formation change for a long time. Like, do you think it did anything different to Spurs? Do you think it, like, you know, I know we only won 1-0, but what are your kind of thoughts on that? Well, I think I think it um, made us more compact, um, and enabled us to dominate the midfield. Um, obviously, we know Brighton play really well with the ball. They, they play good football. They keep the ball well. They interchange very well. So it enabled us to take some control of 
of, of the ball and of, of the game. Um, what I did like was one thing which I've criticised Conte for in the past is his inability to affect games in game. Um, so at one point we were one nil up. He then put on, I think he put on Richarlison, didn't he? For was it Basuma? Or in other words, he went back to his three four three. Yeah. 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 He then realised it wasn't working, so he bought on Skippy. Yeah. You know, and went back to his three five two. So his in-game management was a lot better, but it made us a lot more compact. I've been crying out for it. I said we should have gone for it in the North London derby. Um, free in midfield just to dominate that midfield. Um, so, yeah, it was nice to see. I thought it was a good performance. I know a lot of people were like, oh, this is shit, etc. But I generally thought we played quite well. I thought we were quite progressive. Um, yeah. We had a few chances that we could have scored more. But you, you people have got to understand, Conte football is sit back let them dominate possession and just hit them on the break. And that's how he likes to play. That's how he's had all of his success. So I think people, Spurs fans especially, need to be realists because if I hear someone say Conte out anymore, I'm going to scream. Like, you've got to be some sort of crazy madman to, to even consider that. We've, we are Tottenham. We have tried for decades the fancy football, playing the Tottenham way, progressive attacking football, exciting football to watch. We did it for Pochettino for five years. What did we win? The Audi fucking cup. So let Conte do it his way and then we'll see what happens come the end of the season. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, one of the things I want to talk about, Dave, was um, Bentoncourt because actually, we, weirdly, like I thought it was going to be, and maybe because I know nothing, uh, I thought it was going to be Basuma who ended up playing further forward in that three in midfield, but it actually seemed to be uh, Bentoncourt was allowed to roam around a lot more. And I tell you what, his ability with the ball in the final third was was outstanding. Obviously, Hoiberg was, was great again, um, but I felt like he was a real standout performer. You know, just in the ability to control the ball a little bit more, you know, to be able to get those touches, spray it out. Like I said the same thing when you weren't here in the North London show. Me and Winnie spoke about it. I said about Bentoncourt's ability to play through the lines. Is ridiculous. The guy is unbelievable. You know, the way he brings the ball down and brings people into play is nice, quick, quick touches, quick passes. And what he, what he enables other players to do is to be more progressive because he's comfortable on the ball. You can give him the ball when there's pressure and he'll, he'll manage it and he'll lay it off, etc. Um, so, yeah, no, <clears> I, I do think that he, I mean, we, he missed a game a few weeks ago and we looked like a completely lost team. He, he literally dictates the tempo in that midfield. So, yeah, hopefully he stays fit for the whole season because he's looking looking like a Rolls-Royce of a midfielder. Do you know who he reminds me of, sorry? Um, I know he's a completely different player, but when he when he, when he he receives the ball and the way he, he he looks so calm and turns and lays off, he looks oh, to me like Berbatov, yeah. Literally. Completely Definitely, different yeah. players, but even the way he holds his body, like he just does it, it looks effortless. He'll literally turn on the ball and then spray it with his left foot, receive it on his left, spray it with his right. He's He's so, so good. And I think we picked him up for about 14, 15 million pounds, which is an absolute bargain. <clears throat> muted. You're muted, Luke. <laughs> You're muted. Sorry, that's going to be one of those uh, one of those quotes that uh, either everybody loves or everybody hates. Um, you know that that whole resemblance to he does. He just honestly, yeah. I think I think obviously they are completely different players, and and nobody yeah, yeah, of course, nobody's got a touch like Berbatov. But I get no. what you mean the way he carries himself in in games. Yeah, yeah. 
um, you know, the ability to hold players off and, and turn quickly and play it quickly. So I, I get what you mean by that. We're not no way saying that he is Berbatov. No, 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 no. No one's as good as him. It's phenomenal. Amazing. Um, what were your thoughts on Ben Davis uh, coming back, winning? You know, coming back and playing uh, in that left centre-back role instead of Longley. Um, obviously, he was given a bit of rest time to be able to come in for the Champions League, which we'll talk about in yeah. a minute. Uh, but do you think he had a good shift? I, I, I mean, I think he was he was solid enough um, for what we needed. Um, I still, you know, he's been a great servant to the club. However, he's no, you know, he's no, he's no Longley. Longley was a uh, Longley was phenomenal um, whenever he's played. So, uh, and I think he's been a bit of a surprise package. I think he's a completely different type of player to um, to Longley. Um, he's not as progressive with the ball. He, he likes to keep things quite simple. You meet, you see him make the odd little ball into the midfield, but um, I get we need to rotate, but I think we need to just carry on what we're doing, Romero, Longley and, uh, and Dyer. I don't, I don't, Longley, I don't amazing. The, the, Longley, the Longley thing is mad because a lot of Spurs fans, not me, not one of them, were like, oh, why are we signing him on loan? What, blah, 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 blah. He's turned out to be one of our best signings of the summer. In my Easily, yeah. yeah. The only diff- the big difference between him and Ben Davis is, and obviously you know I poo-poo Ben Davis quite a lot, <laughs> um, but you know if Ben Davis does get forward more, but then again we don't necessarily need that because Longley's a passing ability is a lot better than Ben Davis' yeah. passing ability. So um, yeah, I think they both have their strengths, but you've got to play Longley all day long in that back three, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I mean he's one of those players as well that. You know, I think especially for defenders, unless you're, you know, the likes of Van Dijk, Diaz, someone like that, who often, you know, gets plaudits for their defensive ability or or now uh, not so great defensive ability. Um, they often go unnoticed if they're not, you know, a complete and utter menace at the back, you know, like, for the example, Christian Romero. Um, so I think for him, like, it's been one of those players where a lot of Spurs fans will say, well, what's he actually done? But then look at the the goals that we haven't conceded when when he's playing, you know. So yeah. I think that uh, it's a bit like goalkeepers, right? You always manage to fault goalkeepers when they have howlers in the North London yeah. derbies, but you don't yeah. uh, praise them when they tip the ball over the crossbar or you know make a great save. So um, he's, I think he's. Been, I think I agree with you guys. I think he's been a great signing, and uh, I'm not sure yet whether I want him to be signed full-time or whether we look at a, another left-footed centre-back as a permanent option. Uh, but, look, I'm happy with I'm happy with it so far. I said at the start of the season, and I'll say it again, I think risk-free loan signings for a season are absolutely ideal right now. Um, they, they cost next to nothing apart from wages. And, uh, you know, we get a try-before-you-buy type deal. So it definitely can't be, can't be argued at. I think um, we'll definitely we'll definitely revisit in the summer for a left centre back. I'd have thought, yeah, um, because a couple of the, a couple of the ones that we were hitting for in the summer are still available. Um, you know, I think Bastoni his his relationship with Inter recently has gone down the pan. Um, so I think he's someone that we could go back in for. Um, but again, wonderful. I mean, I, I've seen Bastoni play a couple of times. Is he is he any better than than Longley? I, I, I don't really know. I've been quite impressed. I don't think he's had the best of seasons, has he this season? No, he hasn't. Really good, he's so. the one, mate. Zabani, Zabani, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the one yeah. I'd be looking at personally. Yeah, he, he looks very good. Again, I'm not paid to be a football manager, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd have put Jed Spence oh, in weeks ago, but Conte don't fancy him. 
Well, I think we'll I think we'll see Jed Spence against Forrest, to be fair. I think that's uh if we go anything I, I think, on I, I uh, could tell me some interesting comments about Spence. I don't know if you saw them the other day where he said he's yeah, he's finally yeah. understanding what I expect and what I want. Yeah, but I think he I think he said that because he's realized that Emerson's shit and Doherty's <laughs> also shit. So he has to say something nice about Spence because yeah. otherwise we're screwed. Yeah. Uh, but I no, I think you're right. Like if you look at Conte, he played Spence. The only time he played Spence was against Forrest, yeah. his former club, or on loan former club. The only real times he's played uh Bissouma, Brighton, his former club. It's written in the stars for him to play against uh against Forrest, in my opinion. Hopefully. So, yeah. And which is why Richarlison, Richarlison will start today as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> if he doesn't, then uh, this whole analogy goes down the pan, but uh, so far, yeah. so good. <laughs> um, let's talk about the goal. So, it was a nice bit of play. Um, some whipping the ball in and uh, Harry Kane just dipping low. So and, shooting, uh, basically. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that. Someone had a shot and Kane was just there to nick it over the goalkeeper. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's the 50th goal combination, which is that's insane. Yeah, yeah. Like 50 goal combinations is unbelievable. I think what's the record before when Lampard and Drogba or someone like that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like they said that was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous, but you know we got to get Aria Trophy. Uh, one, one thing I do want to mention before we move on to the Champions League is the positive news about Conte contract talks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, you know, talked about extending his contract. So that, to me, if we can get him tied down for another two, three years, loving life, mate. I'm sticking this out there. I personally do not believe that he... I said this off-air with Marlon last week. I do not believe Conte stays but after the end of the summer. And I believe yeah. Daniel Levy goes back to Mauricio Pochettino. That's what I'm predicting happens. I'm not. Yeah. It's not something that I want to happen. That's something I believe happens at the end of this season. I don't want. No, to I, I, I disagree because I think Conte is in a, a position with Tottenham where he has the opportunity to. He's being given the keys, basically, to, to build what he wants. Yeah, of course he has. Of course he has. Look at the money he spent in the summer. He's made it clear that the, the board have backed him in whatever he wants. Um, you know, just because we didn't sign Bastoni for ninety million or we didn't sign this player, it doesn't mean that he wasn't okay with that. You know. Um, like I said, he's been given the keys by Conte. As I said, said to you before, Luke, it's a Hail Mary from Daniel Levy. This is his last throw of the dice because fans are fed up of it. Um, yeah. So this is his, his Hail Mary. So I generally believe that he's got he's got the opportunity to build something special, like he did when he started management at Juve. You know, he's got the opportunity to to build on something, spend two or three years, two or three transfer windows, then see where we're at. If we're still nowhere near in two or three seasons, then I think it'd be off. But but Winnie, isn't that the problem with uh, with him at the moment though? With with Juve completely falling apart, and from rumours floating around, they want to revisit Antonio Conte Juventus. Yeah, I think um, I think Conte. Um, the difference in this situation is he's inherited like a huge package. Yeah. Clubs he's clubs he's gone to before, he's inherited, you know, he's inherited a, a, a good team, um, but also the money to further improve that team. Um, whereas with Tottenham Hotspur, he's literally inherited one of the best training facilities in the world, one of the best stadiums in the world. Um, who you know, and and also um, he's inherited an okay squad. You know, it, we, we've talked about it before. It's not fantastic, but I think if we can add the money aspect to it. Which it looks like we we you know we've shown a bit of ambition, a bit more ambition than we have previously. 
I think if we can add the money foundation to it, I don't see why he would go anywhere else. He's inherited a completely different package to all the uh, to all the teams he, he he's took over previously. And it's it's still it's still in its infancy. You know, he's he's you've got to get. I mean, I hate to say it, but look at Mikel Arteta, for example. There's a prime example. You've got to give these managers a couple of transfer windows, two or three transfer windows, to put their stamp on who they want at that club and to get them into their methods and their way of playing. It's not the sort of thing where he comes and does a you know a year's job. Tottenham isn't isn't that job, and he didn't know that when he first took it. When he'd gone to other jobs before, he went to Inter. You know, for example, they weren't terrible. You know, they weren't miles off it. He just added a few and did what he needed to do to win the league. Same what he did, he did with Juve. I think when you look at Tottenham, it's like he's, he's just essentially had a blank canvas and he's got to start again and work with the first year, six months, wherever it was, he had to work with the players that he wasn't really comfortable working with. First transfer window, really, he starts bringing in players that he, he wants in his system, players that he trusts, for, for example, Perisic. And then you get another transfer window where he adds a little bit more to that. And then next summer, I don't think we'll do much in January. I think we'll pick up one or two. But I think next summer, again, we'll go big again. And we'll start to really give him the the tools and the team that he wants to, to succeed. I think this is a better project. Because imagine having that being the man that gets Tottenham to where they are desperate to be. Being the first one to bring him glory after all these years. Conte is an arrogant son of a bitch. Of course, he's going to want that. You know, he's going to want to be that guy. He's going to want a to lot be of people one. want it, but not a lot of people can do it. Oh, yeah, but I, I think good. he can. I think he can. I think Mourinho would have done it as well, unfortunately. But your second week before a cup final. Um, but I, I think there is no better manager in the world with a better resume available at the moment than Antonio Conte. Pochettino, Tuchel, don't mean shit. Antonio Conte is the guy. Yep. No, I, I, I don't disagree. And that's just what I believe happens. But look, I'll be happily proven wrong. And I think, as you say, I think January will be a, a very important time. Not necessarily in terms of how many signings, but that we do something that he yeah. wants that will show yeah. that we are still, you know, with him. I don't believe it gets signed before. Um, I think if you, look at, if you look at Conte's record of taking over clubs... Um, he took over Juve. They were they were surprisingly around about mid table. He took over, put his stamp on them, won the league. Uh, the same with Chelsea when he took over Chelsea. They had that weird year where they were you know near the relegation zone for most of the season, then made a burst towards the end. They finished about mid table, took over them, made his stamp on them, fit, uh, you know won the league. And it's the same with Inter Milan. He takes over these 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 you know so called big name clubs. That are in a bit of a crisis or have had a bad like a bad year, uh, and completely transforms them inside and out and wins the league with them. Do oh, I think look, we can do that? I don't know if we can win the league. Look at, the team... No, I don't think we can win the league as a city. But if you look at us as a as a <clears> team <throat> as a whole, we've lost one game all season, and that was yeah. North London derby. We've lost one game. Like Mate, you know, yeah. we ain't lost I, yeah, because of a Lloris mistake and Emerson Madness, you know. So I think you've got to give him his credit. He's still working with players like Matt Doherty, like Emerson Royale. He's still working with, you know, making Eric Dyer a better centre-half. He's still working with the same tools, just with a few added spruce. And we're, we've lost one game all season. We sit third in the Premier League. Give him a transfer window or two transfer windows. I have no doubt in my mind we'll get a lot closer. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. and I think, you're, uh, I think you're 100% correct with that that little speech there, Dave, is that, you know, what a lot of fans and a lot of people need to understand is exactly that, that we sit third in the Premier League and we've lost one game all season. 
And, you know, for to sit here in the middle of October and saying that we've only lost one game all season, and that was, uh, unfortunately, to, to Arsenal, who also have only lost one game all season, who are playing the best football of the last 10 years. And Spurs yep. are playing probably close to the poorest in reality they have played for a while, you know, um, we are still getting over the line. So I definitely think that mentality switch is happening, but it needs to happen a little bit more. Um, but imagine, when imagine when it yeah, clicks. Imagine when it clicks. You know, when you've seen us against Frankfurt. I don't get how it hasn't clicked, first of all. But it, it just takes it just takes time, unfortunately. It's the sort of thing that takes time. When you have new players and new systems and you, you're trying to work work with a, a squad of players to get them to play a certain way, you can see it's there. Sometimes we are electric on the break and we do dominate teams in that way. But Conte is a reserve coach and he does want us to be more attacking. You know, I told you guys before when I spoke to you about North London Derby, if those final passes are better, we have three or four or five more chances. You know, that yeah. that's that's it. When they start clicking. I think Kulu is a huge miss for us because I think he creates so much space and, and does so much damage to teams. But when that final ball starts clicking, we're gonna be we're gonna be very good, and that's what it is. Those final balls, like the amount of opportunities against Arsenal where I was pulling my hair out, like Harry Kane, with simple five yard pass, you know, some simple five yard pass, putting could have put Richarlison in, for example. It wasn't it just wasn't clicking, but it will click. Eventually, it will click, and if we can keep going the way we're going and not losing many games and picking up points when we're playing badly, when it does click, we could go on a run of 10, 12 games unbeaten, you know? So that, that's... You're, what you, you're right, because because you look at that North London derby, Richarlison's chance that he had at nil-nil from the free yep. kick, if that goes in, it, you know, I don't think that party score... You know, not that I know this, right? But party scores one of those one in a hundred from what I hear from Arsenal fans. Yep. Um, so I think it's interesting. The one thing I don't like at the moment before we move on to Champions League is when we do drop back in defence... We allow teams, when they break down the wings, to play the ball back across to the edge of the box to various players because we sit so deep. And I think yeah, somehow Conte needs to, yeah, needs to realise that that does need to change. And we need players do need to press out for that um, yeah. because otherwise we end up with uh, goals scored like, like Party did. But let's move on to the second win of the week. Um, lovely little 3-2 win against Frankfurt. <laughs> now, Winnie... Didn't all go to plan at the start, did it? When they went one 0 up, and I could hear tweets ringing in my ears from uh, rival fans, you know, yeah. who were watching to watch us lose. <laughs> I think I was watching. I was watching the game with my dad, um, and ironically, we were just talking that moment. We were just talking about how, um, like, how Eric Dyer's transformed into quite a cool. <laughs> so it's your fault. That's no. who we need to blame. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what. I'll take the blame, mate. I'll take the blame. But yeah, I was literally just talking about how how he transformed, and I think I looked down at my phone, um, and I, I just heard my dad, my dad yell like, "Oh fuck you know And I was like, "Oh, what's happened?" Now I looked up, and he's obviously miscontrolled the ball. They've gone through and scored. But again, do you know what the game? Obviously, I I said against Frankfurt away. Um, I said that was one of our better performances of the season. Now, some people disagreed. Some people, uh, not many people, agreed. To be honest, but when I look back at it, I don't really remember them having a re like a real clear cut chance. It was only the fact that we couldn't put ours away that we didn't pick up the three points of Frankfurt away. Yeah. Um, so, I, again, I said to my dad when we were one nil down, 
I said, I, I really still fancy us to win this. I mean, like, there's so much, so long of the game left. I really didn't didn't see any issues. I, I honestly thought we were going to win. And then, you know, what happened, happened. So, bit of a shit start. But can I just say uh, how um, our stadium has now turned into a bit of a fortress? Because I think it's reminiscent of, you know, obviously the last season at White Hart Lane where we went unbeaten at home. I think I saw on, on Twitter the other day, I think we've won our, I don't know how, how true it is, I may have misread it, but I think it says we won our last 11 or 12 games at home. Now, I think for us, that that's that's quite good, you know what I mean? I know it, that should that should be the norm in your home stadium, but again, another reason why I thought, you know what, there's there's no way we're, there's no way we're losing this because our home form, as of late, is actually, is actually good. Yeah, definitely. And uh, do you know what? Talk about that Frankfurt goal. I don't know if you boys saw it, but I watched it over and over again with the replays. <laughs> was Christian Romero's yeah. <laughs> effort to try and throw his, his you know, salmon-like jump, try and throw anything <laughs> he could at trying to stop the ball? He did everything apart from try to save it with his hands. Like He threw his yeah. head at it. He tried everything. Fair play. He was a fish well, out of water, he? wasn't he? Just flapping yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> Just reminded me of uh, John Terry. I think it was for England. Yeah. But Dave, let's move on because a few minutes later, uh, Harry Kane drives the ball past two or three players and uh, wins a penalty. And again, stuck in my mind from that game, flashbacks over and over again is the defender towering over Harry Kane on the floor, telling him to get up. And uh, two minutes later, VAR overturn the referee's decision and uh, it's a penalty. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a, I thought it was a penalty straight away. Um, you've seen them not given, so that you can call it yeah. soft as you want. But, you, you know, one, I've been nervous about Kane taking penalties uh, this season. You know, I don't know why. He's obviously, we know he missed one in the Frankfurt game, but he doesn't have that same sort of, he stopped whipping them to the, to the, to the keeper's right. Have you not yeah. noticed? He stopped whipping them and they're really hard to save. He started putting them in different places. And yeah, I was a bit nervous, but, he put it away. But I will say one thing about Harry Kane. Stay the fuck away from free kicks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, he scored one in like seven years or something stupid. It's a deflection against Aston Villa. Whenever, when he picked, it was really funny. I was watching on, I was watching on TV. As soon as he picked up the ball, all you heard was, oh, from the crowd. Because <laughs> everyone knew. Like, oh, this is going over. Just leave him alone, mate. You shit at them. And yeah. that's fine. You're good at everything else. You'll just shit at free kicks. Jermaine Genus said up. that he believes that Eric Dyer is the best free kick taker at Spurs. Mate, Harry Kane taking free kicks is as good as an electric, useful as an electric fire on the sun. You know, it's, it's completely and utterly pointless. We we don't, since Ericsson left this club, we don't have a, a decent free kick taker. We don't have anybody. We say that, though. Have you seen Sonny for for, um, for really? Korea? What did he take for us? I don't well, know. He did, take, he, did, he did take one. I remember he took one. Um, I don't know if it was against Brighton, actually. And it either didn't go in or it didn't do a lot. And so then Kane was like, oh, I'll take the next one. Yeah. And then Eric yeah, Dyer was like, oh, your chance. <laughs> oh, mate, leave it alone. Like, just just leave it alone. But other than that, like I said, I, I, was, on, I was on Winnie's wavelength. I thought it was a really good performance. Um, other than the, the start and the end. Um, I think going through the game, we dominated that first half. We dominated yeah. that second half. Obviously, if Kane sticks the penalty away in injury time, then it's a comfortable 4-2 win. But, you know, I was... Uh, how can I put this? Shitting myself for about four minutes um, towards <laughs> oh, the end yeah. of the game. Well, don't worry, I'll... we'll get to that. We'll get to the shitting ourselves yeah. bit. Uh, Hyunmin Son, Winnie. So, we know, like, 
his ability and teams, other teams and fans know how good he is. But like, if we watched the first 10 minutes of that game, you would think it was Hyunmin's brother. That was yeah, playing. he was he was dog shit. Than, he was. than him. And then, <clears throat> you know, he gets the ball played through, scores a great goal. Then something in his brain must just like click. And he then realizes how good he is at football again. Because then the ball gets crossed in by Hoiberg. And I reckon, I seriously believe that the second goal that Son scored is probably as good as his goal that he scored to win Puskas. And I'm not even joking. I think the ability and yeah. to take a few steps back from that cross and volley it as hard as he did into the back of the keep net. Keep it down as well. Have, yeah, and keep it down it all, is, is unbelievable. It was all, it wasn't, uh, you know, as good, but it was very, you know, like, you know, the, do you remember um, uh, Gareth Bale? You don't appreciate Stoke. technique. You don't appreciate technique. Gareth Bale again. No, but Gareth Bale against Stoke. It was yeah, the same yeah. kind of yeah. the same kind of technique. Obviously, Gareth Bale's one was above his fucking head. A lot so better. That's different. A lot yeah, better. yeah, yeah, a lot better, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the technique was very, very similar in the terms of, and that's his weak foot, by the way. You yeah. know what I mean? I can't even pass the ball with my weak foot, um, and he's literally just pulled that out of the that's bag. That's why you're but... out of us and not playing for Tottenham, mate. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was, um, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was the, the first 10, 15 minutes. You know. It's just a confidence thing. It's pure confidence. That's what all I can put it down to, because the first 10, 15 minutes, you know, the ball was coming into him. He was letting the ball run away from him. That's not. That's not Sonny. He's quick feet. He gets the ball down, and he'll, you know, he'll do a little bit of skill. He'll, he'll run into space. But it was just the ball's bouncing off his feet, and then he yeah. gets, you know, for, for for some. What I will say is, for someone who's low on confidence, his finish for the first one as well was very good because he had so much time to think about it. Now. As a striker, you know, I know that if you've got a lot of time, a lot of things go through your head. He's thinking, you know, I'm, I'm out of form here. Should I try and put it there? Should I try and put it there? But it was a good finish. But yeah, the second one, the second one was just out of this world. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah, definitely. And Dave, talking about Son again quickly, like, do you think, because I read a quote actually this week where he was saying, you know, when a lot of people are talking about how many games we've got in October and how who else has it, and he said, no, I like playing. Like that's what we're here to do is like play and play football. Yeah. And um, you know, he he loves it. But do you think he just do you think he gets nervous before the games? Do you think like there's always so, yeah, something think, that, you know, that happens? What what I think it is with Son is he had such a high with the golden boot last season. Uh, that level is hard to consistently live up to. To consistently be okay, I was golden boot winner last year. I've got to start like a rocket this year. Um, to to carry on that form, and it, it can affect your form. I think what we're seeing now, obviously, with you've got Ivan Drago, Ireland, you know, he's just battering, battering ram, battering ram in the league. But I think it's going to take the pressure off Sonny a little bit that he'll he'll start to come into form again because no one's catching Harland. Kane scored like eight and eight or something like that. I saw, which is gone under the radar because Haaland's been so good. So I just think the expectation was so high for Sonny after last season that it was hard to live up to at the beginning. Um, but I do think now that he will start coming into form and he will start getting goals. But like I said to you, I think a missing link for Tottenham is, is Kulu. I think he, yeah. he he helps this team so much. Um, so I do think he is uh, the missing link. And once he's back, you'll start seeing us click. That's my personal yeah. opinion. I think with Kulu as well, like his, it's not only... Um, you know, the goals that he scores, but also when he plays on that, that wing, I wouldn't say like for me, he's a typical winger, right? Because he's he's reasonably quick, but not like outrageously fast. 
But the things that he does bring is his ability to pass a ball. You know, so if he knows that he can see Sonny running in space, I bet he could play a ball behind the defenders into his into his path. But also, I think because he's a tall guy, his strength as mm. well that I like about Kulu is that you know if he is one on one with a with a winger, a wing wing back or or uh, or whatever you call it, um, fullback. Yeah, fullback. There you go. Um, he's. I never worry about him losing the ball. I never worry about him. You know, getting the ball pinched off him. Because you've seen him drive past defenders to go down the byline. You've seen him cut back and cross in with his left foot, which I think is favoured foot. And uh, yeah, I, I really, really, really like him. And I, you know, I've just heard actually this week that I think he's picked up another knock, hasn't he? Yeah. So uh, it's unlikely we'll we'll see him feature today, but um, hopefully he's not uh, not going to get consistent uh, injuries. But let's move on to the kind of squeaky bomb time. Winnie towards Whoa. the end because <laughs> you know they pull a goal back, then Brian Hill comes on, loses yeah. the ball completely. They decide to play a back heel in their own fight in their own defensive third. He nicks the ball back, jinx left, jinx right, you know, a little bit like a young Messi, not saying that he is, but you know, <laughs> that way that he just dropped the shoulder back and forth, back and forth, t- yeah. turned the center back <laughs> inside out, and then got fouled. Um, and then Harry Kane goes and uh, misses a penalty. And then Harry Kane crosses the ball to Brian Hill and oh, misses him. It, that, that needed to go first time. That was so obvious, like the Harry Kane cross. I could see that. He got the ball. Hill was in so much space, and it needed, but he just took too long. And unfortunately, I mean, the way he, the way he absolutely fucking smashed it across, let's be honest, no one was getting on the end of that, especially not that. Especially not five foot Brian Hill. <laughs> There's no way. What do we think of his I little? What do we think? Yeah, what do we think of Brian Hill's little performance? So his little cameo. Do you think it was any good? So on Brian Hill, I just want to touch before I jump in before Luke does because I know he was itching to get in. Then I just think he's weak as piss. I think he needs to toughen up, and I think we've got a good player there. But I think yeah. he's too lightweight for the Premier League at the moment. He'll get bumped off the ball too easy. He'll get. You know, he isn't messy. You got to remember that he doesn't have what Messi has in terms of feet, but I, I think he's got bags of ability. I think he works hard and he tries hard. He runs around like a, you know, like a little wasp, doesn't he? Attacking defenders, so <laughs> that's great. But I think get him in the gym, get him some gym work, and then uh, then go from there. Yeah, my worry for him is that he doesn't get enough time. You know, coming on at at that stage yeah. in that game. You know, he showed glimpses of, of what he can do, but he hasn't got enough time to be able to, you know, learn things about the Premier League, you know, learn about how um, the play is done, the defenders work and everything else. You know, give him 10 yards and he'll turn you inside out. Yeah. But give him 90 minutes on the pitch, how many times will you see that? Once or twice, maybe? You know, and yeah. I think that that's the biggest problem for him is do Spurs look at loaning him to another Premier League side. <clears throat> he's going to the championship. Know. Yeah, my worry yeah. is the championship's maybe a little bit too low. Seems like he's played and, in and first no, team no, him, him and him and um Pape Mata Sar, whatever his name is, both of them will could do with loans to you know upper echelons of the championship, personally. Bro, uh, my but, only fear is Brian would he would get absolutely fucking pelted in the championship. But that's what he needs. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. 
But how are you going to toughen someone up by constantly loaning him to Spain, where the football's really soft and it's not aggressive? And you know, at the end of the day, he needs where it's suiting. Yeah, I know exactly exactly where he's comfortable. Chuck him out of his comfort zone. Stick him Mm -hmm. at a a Stoke or a Sheffield United, and and let him get kicked up in the air a few times. Because the reality of it is, after getting kicked up in the air a few times, he'll realise, oh shit, this is horrible. I don't really want to do this anymore. You know, I've got to change the way I play. I've got to toughen up, etc. Yeah, yeah. But I just think that if he doesn't, if we keep loaning him out to foreign leagues, it's just going to hinder him because he's going to come keep coming yeah. back the same player. Okay, right. Here's a question to both of you. We're on. We're in the Champions League final in three years' time. Okay. Do you see Brian Hill starting in that game? Yes. Yes, I think if he toughens himself up, I think he definitely has the ability. There's no doubt about it, he's got the ability. You, you can see it, but yeah. at the moment, he's, he looks too much like Howard from the Big Bang and you know, not enough like Messi. So the, the reality of it is he, he needs to toughen himself up. But yes, I can see him skill-wise playing in, in the champ, in our Champions League final. Do I think he will? Probably not, because yeah. I don't know if he's got that mentality. And that's what it comes down to, his mentality. I think I would like to see it, don't get me wrong. But again, it just like you said, it depends on his progression now. I think his main his main problem is he just needs to bulk up. He, need, he needs to just you know people people, to... people forgot, right? When we first signed Luka Modric, he was exactly the same. He was very lightweight, he used to get bumped off the ball very easily. It took him a few years to, a couple of years to really adapt to, to to English football. I think it'll be the same sort of thing with Brian Hill. If as soon as he starts getting kicked about you could see a different player. Interesting. That's very interesting, Dave. I didn't think you'd uh, say that. You even changed your name to get him out of it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought no, I just, I just thought he just needs to toughen up. I think he's got the, the, the skill level and the, the drive is there. You know, would I rather see him come on instead of Lucas Moore at the moment? Probably not. But yeah. could I see but- in... in I know, I'm not the biggest Lucas fan, but Lucas does the same things. He runs around like a little terrier. You know, he, he fights yeah. to get the ball back. He's got a bit more in product. I think Brian is, is like I said to you, he needs to toughen up. He needs to be loaned to a, a Norwich or when they, when they first come up to the Premier League or someone like that, or Stoke, or somewhere he's going to get kicked about for a little while. He's going to learn that the English league is fast, it's hard. You know, people don't take no shit. It's not like your little ticket. Sure, I think he back. might do well, like a Leeds or a Brentford. Yeah, yeah, more if somebody played Brighton, yeah, right, yeah, yeah teams that play football, <laughs> yeah, that play good football, um, mm-hmm. because you don't want him sent to a Burnley, you know, just use <laughs> the ball on the pitch. Burnley are quite good now, mate, to be fair. <laughs> Burnley are quite good, they play quite nice football. Don't sleep on Burnley, Vincent Company turning it round. Yeah. What, I, what I will say though is, I don't, I think, you know, I think we can't, we can't, um. Look past his. He seems to have. If you look on his on on the socials on like Instagram and stuff like that, he seems very keen. And I think they they've interviewed him. You know, the Spanish media have interviewed him a couple of times, and he said, "Look, I can I can see myself succeeding at Tottenham Hotspur." So I think he's got the passion to play for Tottenham Hotspur. And sometimes that's half the battle because you look at some players, they come over and they don't look interested. And I, you, you know, know he reminds me of before Tottenham. Do you remember Giovanni dos Santos? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. the Barcelona Wonder He's not wasn't ever strong enough to, to to succeed in in the Premier League. Good player, yeah. good skillful player, but didn't do the right things in terms of get becoming strong enough. And that's who he reminds me of. That 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 type of player, small, yeah. nimble, skillful, but.
you know, weak as a rich. The days, the days of Giovanni de Santos and Roman Pavlyuchenko. Man, I love, I love Big Pav. I love Pav Big was Pav. unreal. Absolutely, so much love for Pav. What a player! Not me, boys. You guys needed your edge checked. Anyway, no, how, you know, mate? Lo- how can you not love Pav? Oh, super, super bad, mate. I love Pavlyuchenko. He was so underrated. That guy is a hammer. Free kick, for a right his free kick against Ruben Kazan as well. Oh, mate. <laughs> forget that. I love Pavlyuchenko. I won't have a bad one. I won't. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Dave. You've got to remember, he was in a, a team with, uh, where, where we have, Berbatov, Keane or yeah. Defoe or someone, you know. He had a lot of competition trying to come at him. You know, yeah. he, he weren't ever going to get full-time minutes all the time. But Pavlyuchenko, mate, for me, I loved him. Absolutely loved him. I'm with you on that one, mate. Absolutely massive fan of him. Love him. Fair enough. If anybody else is a big fan of Roman Pavlyuchenko, stick it in the comments. Um, you probably won't get many. <laughs> no, exactly, mate. Big up to Nippon, who's uh, joined in to watch the show. Good to have you on board. Uh, right. Let's jump on then to... Oh, do you know Edmonton. what we will talk about? Uh, I'm trying to think of a fun name before Dave kills it with his name. Um, the <laughs> Hello Google Stadium. Uh, the Google Arena. The Chrome the Dome. Google Arena. Googly Eyes Ground. Uh, <laughs> Winnie, anything else you want to talk about? No, there's, there's, the news there's, this some, week there's some shit of, ones uh, out there, mate. I think the shit ones have been covered. So the news Dave, this week, what, the, Dave's, got, Dave's the one. Dave's got the one. The, news the Chrome Dome. That's what it's uh, going to be, mate. The Chrome Dome. <laughs> I was going to set you up then, Dave, for God's sake. Sorry, Matt, but I'll jump straight in. It's going to be the Chrome Dome or the Google Arena or the um, the Google Bowl or something like that, it'll be. It can't be the Google Stadium. That's just, it just it's just sounds shit, doesn't it? You it'll, always it'll, always like, like, it'll always be yeah. what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But, uh, you know, the news this week that uh, Spurs are close to agreeing a deal with Google for the naming rights to the stadium... <laughs> Now, lads, I'll let you talk about this. I have to go back, come back in two minutes. But uh, yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on Google. Is it good? Is it bad? I think what you need to look at with um, with the Google Stadium and, and the Chrome Dome, um, as we put it, for example, um, is it's two hundred. They're talking about figures two hundred and fifty million over ten yeah. years. Yeah, like the, the stadium cost almost a billion pound. You're talking in ten years, quarter of stadiums paid for. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, is that it? 25 million a season or whatever it is. But that's bigger than any other naming rights deal in this country. Of course it is, yeah. Of course so it I is. Think, I, I think, think positives you need to look at as well. The exposure it will get us. And to be honest, I kind of, what my real hope is, is that you know, Google look at it and like, oh, naming rights for the stadium. And then somebody comes in like Elon Musk and like, oh, I want a bit of that. Well, what I will say is what I thought and the reason why... Um, it, you know the state that the, the naming rights hadn't been took by anyone yet is I, I thought is that that when they um, eventually looked to, to, to sell in the club, um, if it ever did, I think it's you know it looks better um, as, as as a prospect for a potential buyer. Look, you can come in. Um, the stadium is still unnamed. Um, you know you can find a potential buyer for it. You can name you know a, a buyer could come in. And could name the stadium what they wanted. They could name it, you know. I could buy the club and call it the Winnie Stadium. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think there's a potential buyer for the club. I thought they were going to wait until um, until they were selling the club to do it. But I think it's the right time. Yeah, it's been Winnie's it's World been long, and it is the Winnie's, right time. Winnie's, Winnie's World Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
But no, I, I like I said, I agree with you on that point. I do. I thought it was set up for potential buyers as well. But yeah. I do think having a, a marketable company, because I know we were looking at FedEx, we were looking at um, a few others. Having Amazon, someone like Google, Amazon, yeah, Amazon would be amazing. Let's be honest. I, but I, yeah, that's having, what I wanted. Yeah, having naming rights like Google will attract, and which at the end of the day, if you look at Paul O'Keefe, what Paul O'Keefe says quite a lot that Tottenham essentially is is not not for sale. Yeah, it's essentially for sale. You know, they're, they're in, encouraging bids and they're encouraging people to bid. Obviously, it's going to cost a few billion to, to get the club bought because of the infrastructure. We know that all about Enoch FC infrastructure. Um, but I, I just think that this is why they're so focused now because they've done the infrastructure in building a, a successful team on the pitch because then you make it more attractive to potential buyers for that big money you're talking about. If, you, if you're going to a, an investor, for example, or a new owner and you're saying, we've got this 10-year deal with Google, they've you know named our stadium, There's, that's 250 million, 25 million a year in your pocket, in the club's pocket. You buy the club, you get 25 billion a year back for nine years. You make some of your money back straight away, so I think it makes it more a more attractive prospect. Um, obviously, Amazon would be amazing because Jeff Bezos, but he's got no interest in football, so we have to kind of look yeah. past that. I wouldn't mind the, the Tesla, the Tesla Tottenham Stadium. To be honest, that'd be even better. But <laughs> yeah, sorry, just jumping on onto that. You know, one of the things that I read a lot about was that they not only wanted a you know company to pay regular money as you say for the naming rights of the stadium but they also wanted it to be ethically and morally right as well in terms of who that is and you know someone can deep dive into google's you know, back catalog and i'm sure they'll find something because these companies don't make you know hundreds of billions in other words not calling your stadium emirates or anything like that like shit comes <laughs> yeah yeah Bas basically that's that's a prime example um you know that uh you know i'm someone that's lived in in the middle east for four years and uh you know i know all the goings on in terms of you know how certain people live and how are treated and, and whatnot so you know to, to call yourself something like that you know i still fly with emirates you know and i have done but um you know to know that it's owned by um the uae um or the dubai um royal family it's is uh or whatever you call them i can't remember the uh, shakes that's the right word uh anyway so yes yeah, so they wanted that to be that you know the name will be the name uh will always be white heart lane you know no one's yeah. really ever called it tottenham hotspur stadium um we will always call it white heart lane and i don't think they expect it to be anything different but uh you know written on the paperwork will be the chrome dome as david yeah, said. any better names chrome dome <laughs> yeah any other better names stick them in the comments uh i want to hear you Probably won't, but uh, you might as well try. Anyway, let's move on to today's game. Fat Frank is coming to town. We all know what happened last season when that happened. We won 5-0. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is, again, a, a good good game for us to really cement that home form and to really uh, kick on with another good win, a good performance, Winnie. Um, I even picked... Tottenham in the last person standing that I'm in with a few friends, so uh, all my brave. eggs are on Tottenham to win today, so uh, don't let me down, because yeah. they usually fucking do. Um, I know, exactly. What are your <laughs> yeah. thoughts uh, leading up to, uh, to today's game? The big the big thing, and I think the key, um, and it won't happen, is um, and, and I'm going to sound like a broken record, but we need to match them in midfield. Their midfield three 
of um I think is his name Onana, um yeah. Idrisike and Iwobi. What's his name? We that was a good one. <laughs> Onana, I like that, mate. All right, Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think the three of them, um, I think we need to match them because yeah. I think that's the key. That's the key that you know they're, they're hitting a bit of form, and I think that is the key to their form. It is those those three midfield. So I think I think if we fail and go with the two in midfield, I think we will get overrun. Will that cause an issue? I don't know. You know, it's, we we don't really know. We can't say. But I think to try and eradicate that, we need to go three midfield. Going back to the head. So I can tell you, he will not go three midfield. Yeah, I know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, like we said before, I think Richarlison will play up front here with, with Son and Kane and it'll be against his old club. So, But I think that would be the key. Without that, I don't know how much of a how much of a, a you know a threat they are, but I suppose only time will tell. Yeah, goal-wise, Dave, uh, you know, I, I really don't see us conceding today, to be completely honest. Um, I really, don't think, that Everton, really yeah. don't think Everton offer a lot. Um, you know, I think... I might be mistaken here, but I think the top goal scorers maybe Craig Gordon. No, what's his name? Not not Craig Anthony Gordon. What's Gordon. His name? Anthony Gordon. That's it. Craig Gordon plays fucking in goal, doesn't he? Who's unavailable um, today as well, isn't he, Gordon? So Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, he got he, um I think he got uh was he he was sent off or whatever, yeah. he's unavailable for today. It he, might be five yellow cards or something. I don't uh, yeah, know. I just I just striker wise, they just No, for us it's the most dangerous will be set pieces. Tarkovsky, Connor Cody attacking corners is probably where, you know, if we're going to concede, that's where it's going to come from. Um, Everton have been, hit a bit of form. They've been pretty decent. You've got to give Frank Lampard credit. You know, he has turned them around massively. He's put his stamp on it on the team as he wants. You know, he's backed by the board in the summer to buy the players that he wanted. They are a bit lightweight up front, but they do have Calvert-Lewin to, to come back as well. And a lot of people do forget that. I, I think they'll finish comfortably mid-table. Obviously, I, I think we'll have too much for them today. Um I generally think we'll. I think we'll win. You know, three 0 three one. Personally, you already jumped straight into score predictions, so we might as well go to winning. Winning. What are your thoughts <laughs> on uh, on scores? Uh, I, again, I think um, I always. I don't. I never like to give us a clean sheet because, I mean, I'd love a clean sheet. Don't get me wrong, but I always have to give the other team a goal. Um, I do think we'll have far too much. So pretty similar to Dave, I'm going for. I'm going for three one. And I think Richarlison will get his first Premier League goal today as well. Oh, lovely. Can't wait to see it. I wonder if he'll celebrate. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> he has to do that, yeah. He has to. Um, yeah, I, I don't see us conceding, to be completely honest. I don't think that, um, that Everton have enough. You know, Dave might be right. A set piece might be the undoing, but I'm going to go for a 4-0 win. I think that it's... Um, Bold. I think it's going to be goal, goal fest at home today. I think that Everton are absolutely pants. I think it could be opposite of what you said, Dave. I think that I think they'll struggle this season. I think that Frank Lampard is useless. I think it's either between him or Steven Gerrard of who next gets the boot. Um, yeah, I just think that um, both of them are completely out of their depth in the Premier League, and uh, and I, yeah, I don't I don't see uh, anything else but Spurs win today. Um, so, Dave. Who scores for Spurs today? Oh, Richie. Oh, we're all yeah. going for a hat trick of Richarlison. Goal scorer. No, no, you won't get no, no as in, as in, we're all going. As in, there's three oh, okay, of us. Yeah. As a collective, people say this. Yeah, a collective hat trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think um, Richie scores. I do think Richie scores. Um, I think Kane will score again. I think he's in really good form. Um, hopefully, it's not from a penalty, but um, goals, I think goals. Kane will score. 
yeah, goals yeah. a goal. Um, I think Kane will score again, and uh, I think Sonny will score again. I think it'll be all three of the forwards. I was literally going to say that, yeah. The front three, all three of them, 3 1. Kane, Son, Richarlison, a little bag. Amazing. What a time to be alive. What a time to be a Spurs fan. Um, right. On that note, I think that kind of wraps us up for today. Um, thank you for those that have watched. Thank you those that haven't watched. We hate you all. And uh, don't forget to like the channel. Don't forget to subscribe. You know, we are trying to grow this channel, so every subscriber is appreciated. It is free to subscribe. It does not cost you anything. You don't even have to watch, but just subscribe. That would be lovely. Um, Dave, how can everybody find your ramblings on Twitter? I'm here. Park Lane Pod, Dave. If you want to see an angry little dwarf after Tottenham lose, give me a follow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I talk shit. I slag players off when they piss me off. I say it as it is, but I think I make some good points. Um, also locks his kids in the car, so that's always yeah. fun. Oh, yeah, I do that, yeah. <laughs> Controversial points. Um, but yeah, you can find me at Park Lane Pod, Park Lane Pod Dave or pretty much every week on the channel um, with these two. Amazing. Winnie, uh, you're now settling into the show. It's good to have you on. Uh, how can everyone find you? As you can see, I've actually updated mine. Uh, it normally just says Winnie, but uh, that is actually my Twitter handle. Uh, the hand. Point eight. Point I can't. Mate, in my head, Practice. I just can't do it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first time. Do you know what? In my head, I'm thinking, which is the one? You end up being like this for the first time. We're like, oh, uh. <laughs> about six yeah, months. Really, really 1991. So um, you can check me out on Twitter there. Um, pretty similar to Dave. I, I, I say things how it is. Um, if, Spurs, if Spurs play shit, I'll say they play shit. If they play good, I say they play good. So uh, check me out. And if you if you disagree with anything, then let's have a little debate. Perfect. Masturbate. That's all we need in life. Um, and yeah, if you are interested in following me, it's a load of nonsense, uh, but you can follow me here. Luke Nailed underscore it. Park Lane on Twitter. More importantly, follow us on TikTok, Instagram and Twitter at Park Lane Pod across all social medias. Again, thank you all very, very much for watching. We do appreciate it. Let's hope for another Spurs win and uh, we'll be back same time next week tell all your friends tell your mothers tell your grandmothers saturday morning 11 a.m park lane podcast thank you very much and see you all next time